This podcast is brought to you by Shout Engine. In less than five minutes, you can start your own podcast for free with ShoutEngine.com. Hello and welcome to episode 212 of the Hooniverse podcast. I'm that's, your host. That's a number. It is. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, I cut you off no, early. I was just going to say my name, but yeah. if you've listened to all 212, you probably know it. Uh, you uh, also know your name. Jorge, I mean, you know it. You're Jorge Glucker. And I am. I am uh, Christoph. Christoph Heinz. Christoph Heinz. Uh, all right, well, today um, we're t- returning to a bit of the form from which we started. Uh, I'm going to kick things off with the news. Oh, my God. We haven't, we done, haven't done the news in I don't know how long. Like 100 episodes. At least, like, not official. Uh, so I, I miss talking about I, – I don't miss talking about the news specifically, but I liked the structure of the news. Yeah. And this is good to bring in when we don't have guests. It is. It's a little different because then we're not – I mean, frankly, when it's when it's this format like this, it's easier for us to just do it one-on-one. Yeah. But when we have guests, we want to give them – there's a reason they're here. Right. We want to give them their time because they're friends of ours generally. And there's, there's only so many times I can say, hey, so yeah, nothing's happening on the wagon. The Hoon truck is leaking oil and the Benz is at the shop waiting to be fixed. Like that just gets fucking old. Yeah, Chris's Fiesta has electrical problems. Uh, the, you know, like the Corvette basically hasn't moved in like right. two months. Right. Yeah. So I thought, let's talk about some news. Yeah. Uh, let's so, do that. And there is some news. There's um, a bunch of stuff that's gone on, and I have it bulleted out like right. I used to do. Let's hit the like, news like hard we're actually professional on the spot, like hard. pro podcast. Um, now, Chris hasn't had the news beforehand, so if he doesn't fully know about one of the topics. That's very No, I've been completely bogged under with work, so it's actually good that it's hitting me now. Uh, and when I before when we used to do the news, I used to mail these out or email them out. Uh, yeah, snail mail them out ahead of time. Um, so you guys I'd would get have a an postcard. Inkling. Right. Uh, but first up in the news, Mazda is moving forward on something called the HCCI gasoline engine. Is that the one that doesn't require spark plugs? It is the one that doesn't require spark They've plugs. They've been talking this has been going on for a while. But like um, I, it wasn't production like confirmed. It was R&D before. And Mercedes has been working on it for decades, I guess. Yeah. But they've never brought anything to production. And people with shitty timing on their cars have been working on it since it, shitty cars existed. <laughs> so so for those of you who don't know, HCCI stands for and I didn't. I I I'm not as in depth of the engineering side of things as I should be. Isn't but it like high compression? Nope. Com- no, <laughs> nope. Homogeneous charge compression ignition. So basically, you have an internal combustion engine that doesn't need spark plugs because it combusts through compression alone. They should just call it, you know, high compression combustible ignition because that's really what it is. So. Mazda's version of it, they, they're announced, basically the news came out today. They're going to be able to, they've, they've solved the problems of it, and it will be in a production car by 2019. Jacob's going Jacob's gonna to want to hang me. I don't trust Mazda with new engine tech. I, well, I don't blame you because we've been waiting on the diesel for a while. But so yeah. how do they get around? Um, so theirs will actually utilize spark plugs for the lower temperature driving to aid in combustion. 
So compression yes. alone can't do it in lower temperatures, uh, but it allows you to run a leaner air fuel ratio. Yeah. So it's going to be called. So now their engines are Skyactiv. So Skyactiv well, G for gas, Skyactiv D for diesel. This is going to be called Skyactiv X. That's the whole point of like. I mean, that's one of the points of timing is your spark timing is where in the stroke it's firing off. But if you're using if you're using compression, you know, and obviously that's that's what happens when you get a knock in your motor right. is that you're getting detonation, which right. just means that it's firing it not the right time. Right. So they've they've supposed and theirs is called spark controlled compression ignition when it has the spark plugs. So yeah. they're able to combust at the lower temperatures with the spark plugs mm-hmm. and then on the higher stuff avoid detonation. Yeah, once your engine warms up, I mean it's no different than when your car's in open loop mode right yeah. after it starts up right. and that's why it's all like when it's been sitting all night and you start it up it's all gurgly and nice sounding in the morning. Yeah. And what's the one? cold starts are best starts. Yeah. Um but th- that's cool. I mean it's the reason, I mean, when you're at the very top of the cylinder, of course it's going to have a better, it's, it's going to have a better burn because it's going to be, it's not going to be just depending upon proper atomization and proper spark and timing and blah, blah, blah. Right. It's always going to be spot on. So it's, it's, it's similar to, similar to what a diesel engine does, but without the soot and the nitrogen oxide obviously coming off of it. So Mazda is saying early estimates they believe they'll be able to do these Skyactive X engines will be twenty to thirty percent more efficient than the current Skyactive G engines. I wonder if that means the engine's going to be if you're going to get forged pistons and everything. It, it must. I don't, I don't know because uh, yeah, to handle the compression ignition. Yeah. However, they're also going. They're talking about supercharging these engines as well, which will allow for ten to thirty percent gains on torque over the current engines. Uh, yeah, and that actually would aid this process quite a bit because it's dependent upon it's dependent upon pressure building, and and supercharger cells do a real nice job of warming up that air to help that ignition as well. Uh, obviously, so you usually go. you want colder air going into the engine, but in this case, hot air is not necessarily always your worst enemy. Yeah, yeah, that's so. a good point. Uh, so it's pretty neat. Uh, it's making big news today um, for those who are you know geek out on the the engine side of stuff. But if you can have more efficient gas engines without fully reverting to heavier hybrid-based tech, that's a very good thing. I wonder if that means that the throttle is no longer used once you're running in HCCI mode and you're just controlling the injectors like you would in a diesel. Yeah, I don't know. We Maybe. should really... I Honestly, we should hit up Mazda. Hey, Jacob, I don't if you're think listening... They, I don't think they're releasing a lot of the info yet. I think they're just releasing that they've figured it out. Jacob, if you're listening, and I think you are, <laughs> we would like somebody personable from your engineering department to come talk to us about it because that would be Yeah, that would be cool to get an engineer on here to talk about HCCI. Yeah. Very cool, actually. Um, now, switching switching gears, <laughs> car <laughs> pun. <laughs> uh, number two item in the news is, is related to friends of ours from Turn 10. Um, Forza has been releasing... For Motors, Forza Motorsport 7, they've been releasing lists of the cars. Yep. Um, there's 700-something cars initially that will ship with the game, I believe. And now about 400 of those cars have been revealed because they just revealed 101 more cars. And a lot of them are American. American? Um, most notable to me, and this list isn't strictly uh, American cars, but most notable to me on the list of those American, or on the, the recent 101, I'm just going to go through, and there's only eight that I've pulled out. Uh, there's a Cadillac XTS limo. 
Okay, that's kind of amusing. There's the 2011 Ford Transit Super Sport Van, which was a transit van you could get in Europe, the small one, with the 3.2-liter five-cylinder diesel that made 197 horsepower and 347 pound-feet of torque. Is that rear wheel or front wheel drive? I have no idea. Okay. But it had, like, cool wheels, and, and, and <laughs> it was just a cool, Europe, very European, like, racy van. Um, the Ford FPV Limited Edition Pursuit Ute. So Pursuit was oh, yeah. just the name of the Ute. Um, yeah. FPV so, is Falcon Performance Vehicles. Right. That's, so they did a, a limited edition. Vehicles in Australia. Ute. Yeah. So that'll be dope. And it'll have the, that'll, that's the turbo straight six in that one, I believe. I don't know. It might be. Um, uh, I always get surprised when your lights come on. It happens like every time. Chris has his, his lights. All, is it I've Nest or lights. something? I've oh, got okay. the Hue lights. Okay. So they turn on 20 minutes before sunset. So Which is like... 20 minutes after the 10 minutes after the start of the podcast. So it starts off dark and then, ah, yes. um, so a 1983 GMC Vandura G 1500. It's a uh, fucking van. 1978 awesome. Dodge. 83. Uh, 1978 Dodge rape van. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, 1970 international scout. So Andrew Collins okay. is fucking. I like screaming. the scout. Yeah. The scout's awesome. Yeah. Um, the Jeep trail cat. Which okay. is the concept Wrangler with the Hellcat motor. Yes. Which a few people have driven and said it's actually terrible to drive. Uh, that doesn't surprise me, also but it'll Andrew be Collins. really fun when that gets ported into Horizon. Yeah. Uh, a 1971 Myers Manx, which is just fucking awesome. Yeah. And then a Polaris Razor. And I think it's like, like the, the whole kitted out one that um, R.J. Anderson would drive in his videos. I could be wrong about that, but the, it's a side-by-side. It's a dope Once side-by-side. again, that'll be awesome when it hits Horizon. There's a lot of – I almost love that it's in Forza Motorsport 7 because there, there are a lot more of this on the list besides, you know, um, this list had a lot of very cool big block V8 Australian type vehicles, yeah. but also a lot of off-road stuff. And I'm more excited for that in the Motorsport be, 7 world. I, I, and I haven't seen it. I've just played a little bit of it. And to be honest, I, I really haven't kept up on the, on the newest one, even though I was sponsored by them previously. <laughs> um, just this, the last several months have been very hellish in terms right. of work. Um, so I, I, I'm guessing they, they must be pushing real hard in off-road this I time. I think so. Too. It seems like it with this list. Now, another vehicle that didn't make my cut of most notable to me, but I had to side note it. There's a 1956 Ford F100. Deer turn 10. Switch those last two numbers around. Let's get a fucking 65 Ford F100 in there. I even have one you can model. Because they, they, they need yours. Right. Yes. Let's make it mine. We, we can road trip to we're Seattle. Not, I don't think we're big enough to, to deserve a Hooniverse car pack, but we could talk. Hey, look, I have an open invitation to Turn 10 Studios in Seattle. So let's just take the truck up there and then that just would be a persuade terrible, them. That would be a terrible road trip. I know trip. it would. It's, it's, and it's never going to happen. That's why terrible I Terrible road it. trip. Plus, uh, I know I keep saying I'm going to sell the truck. I'm literally thinking about where I'm going to list it now. We're in that phase. Oh, you're over it that far? No, no, no. It's not that I'm over the truck at all. The truck is going to die. Not die. But the truck is going away so that something else can live. Let's just say that. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. We're, we're that close. Plans are afoot. Ah, okay. Yes. Yes. Uh, so I have to sell the truck. That's all there is to it. And I'm okay with that. I'll be sad when it goes, but I'll get over it pretty quick. Uh, yeah. Not that quick, but pretty quick. Well, and to be honest, if you ever want another truck, there's a billion of them. There are a billion of them, but I just worry. I, I know. As soon as I sell this truck, 
it is going to go up in value. So everybody else with this generation truck, you're welcome. There's too many of them, dude. I, I don't, dude, the Chevy owners would disagree because there's a billion of those Chevys and those are going up right now. I know, so like the rounded off 50s trucks have always been worth money. Mm-hmm. My truck's the next truck to go up. That era of truck. So, but so, so sell it to a friend and get first road refusal. Nah, I'll be good. Whatever. I'll, I'll get oh, over well, it. Well, in, in, in another news and stupid purchases, I'm, I'm just about this close, and my fingers are less than an inch apart, uh, from uh, buying the exact scooter I had before again. Like Matt's? Yes, the one that I sold to Matt. You're buying it back? No. Oh. There's another one for sale that they want $900 for, and I'm like... You just want a commuter scooter? I, just to use it for a little bit, and then I'm like, if I'm bored with it, I can double my money on it. Yeah. All right. Cool. I make dumb decisions sometimes. Uh, that's part of the fun of this yeah. podcast. Uh, so, new fresh item. Volkswagen is going to make a production version of the Concept Passat GT that they showed off. Now, it's basically a Passat with GTI-esque body trim bits. There's no word on a power bump, but, um, I mean, that's kind of cool. It's like a light, cooler-looking Passat. So, yeah, sportier wheels. GTI-esque face. I mean... It'd be cool if there was a power bump. It's no Jetta Trek, but... Uh, uh, what I'm hoping is that there's enough surprise demand from a Passat GT that they go, huh, we could make a lot more money if we did a Passat R. And then that would fit more of your lifestyle. Yeah, well, the real one that would fit my lifestyle would be the, the Volkswagen um, All-Track or Golf Sport Wagon R. Basically what Ezekiel yeah. wants to build... But better, yeah. As we learned in last week's podcast, um, so it's kind of gets cool though that they're going to do a Passat GT. It looks cool enough, uh, but a Passat R would be probably going to be expensive though. I don't think it'll be that expensive, but it'll be not cheap. But I don't, I don't think it'll be crazy. It's just sometimes Volkswagen stuff, or from here out, I'm just going to call. It, I sometimes people car stuff <laughs> is just it gets a little too close to comfort from yeah. some of the luxury brands. Like you look at their prices sometimes, and you go. Oh, I can get a BMW, which is equally unreliable, or I can buy a Lexus that will run a billion miles. Yeah. Well, yeah. um, that's the only problem I have with those things. Otherwise, I, I kind of dig the stuff they've been doing over the last few yeah, years. Yeah, it's just maybe Volkswagen is a good argument for leasing and that's walking a good away. Um, now, in more interesting news, <laughs> the Jeep Grand Cherokee track cock, mm-hmm. um, I'm never going to not say it that way. Gets a price. It got a price tag today. It did. It starts. Do you want to guess? Let me guess. Did you? Did you? Didn't no, read no, no. It? Okay. I haven't seen anything. I'm going to guess. It starts at sixty-seven. Oh gosh, you are way off, bro. Uh, <laughs> yeah, eighty-six nine nine five. Ooh, that's boy. two thousand more than the Demon MSRP. Ooh, now, boy. no one will ever get a Demon at MSRP uh, because dealers well, they will. suck. They will six months after they they realize that they can't sell any of those fucking things. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like people are going to buy them, uh, but they're and they're going to get it's just, twenty it's over. It's the which same is argument gross. I made with Matt a million times. There's no such thing as a limited edition Mustang. There's no such thing as a limited edition Charger or Challenger. You just wait a year, and then they're begging people to take care of them. Yeah. Um, Dealers are going to start accepting orders on August 10th, and the Jeeps will arrive by year's end. Yeah. Now. I, an argument could be made as to why this would be two thousand more is because it's 
more useful. I, you could take uh, it more. It has a 7,200-pound tow rating, which is actually surprising, more than I would have thought. Um, it's for people that like to burn gasoline for the sake of burning gasoline because it's not going to be particularly good. It's, but it's going to be, f- like, silly fun. From every stop, every stoplight. Was the X6M too pretentious for you? Uh, yeah, I fucking hate the X6M. Um, even though it was probably much better on a racetrack than this, the Jeep will be. Uh, yeah, the X5M, I drove that. Was stupid good on a racetrack. Yeah, and the X6M is the same thing. Right, just, just less ugly. Roof. Right. Um, so the track cock is $87,000. That's a lot of money for That's a Jeep. That's a lot of money. However, Jeep Grand Cherokees are not cheap, though. No, they're grand. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's... If you get, like, a, a fully money. loaded Overland Jeep Grand Cherokee... That's an expensive... That's like a $60,000 Jeep there. What is a comparable Rover going to run you? I mean, there isn't one that has 707 horsepower. That's the thing. There isn't one. No. What's the biggest... What's the most powerful Range Rover? It's like high fives, I think. I don't think there's a 600 horsepower Range Rover. Yet. Until, you know... Maybe like 580, I want to say. I think it's like 560. I, I don't even know. I can't even think of it off the top of my head. And now I'm going to look it up because I'm fucking curious. Oh, what was the S, uh, the SVR? I drove it, and I can't even think of what it was. Um, but I'm going to babble until I find it because I'm very good at babbling until I find the answer to my question. And now I click the link, and your internet <laughs> pulls it up. Come on. What the hell is the <laughs> file? I, you might have been right about Edit. 580 now that I Options. think about it. Um where yeah. the fuck is it? It's 550 PS, which tells me nothing. Uh, <laughs> well, no, that's actually not far off from the horsepower rate. Is it? Yeah. Um, 680 Newton meters. It's 542 mechanical horsepower. Yeah. Um, but what is 680 Newton meters to pound feet? To, to American dumb? Yeah. Um, where are you, you piece of shit? Uh, the one that really always throws me is kilowatts. That's 427. That's foot pounds, and that's not pound feet. Whatever. Whatever. Fuck this. I'm not looking up Newton meters. Um, so, <laughs> like 540 horse. So, not even close. No. Uh, so, that's interesting. So, this will decimate it. Um, and the most powerful Cayenne is that is probably in the 600s. I think the Macan's probably its closer competitor, though. No way. Macan's smaller. Macan I know it's smaller, but I mean. The, 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 whatever the, the most price, powerful Cayenne the price is. range is not. I'm strictly going from uh, size and um, size and power. You heard it first, people. Jeff is all about size and power. I'm a size queen, bro. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely whatever the most powerful Cayenne pepper is. Um, but either way, you can place your orders August 10th if you want one. Um, I'm curious about markups on that one, too, because I'm sure there's going to be markups, which is crazy because now we're dealing with a $100,000 well, Jeep Grand Cherokee. just wait until our president does something stupid and gas prices go through the roof, and then all these cars that use a lot of fuel will get real cheap because yeah, nobody but will want our, the, the only thing is our president is doing things in favor of, like, I, I count no stupidity out of the possibility true. at this point. True. So, true. Gas will go up again. It always it, it always does. It just get cheap. 
And then two years into Republican in office, it gets expensive again. Yeah. Um, but there you go. The so. track cock has a price. And this um, isn't – I'm not trying to be political on that one. Historically, look at it. It's actually about – that's how it works out usually. Enough news. We're moving on. The I one thing I, I will say in the news is okay. I did see the C8 mid-engine is looking very close to being uh, – Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. That's – they're doing pretty – they're getting pretty brazen with their testing and open now. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I mean that'll be, that'll be a very, very interesting vehicle um, to see where it takes the Corvette family and lineup. I think I, think I wouldn't touch that first year of that car with a fucking 10-foot pole <laughs> uh, because first-year Corvettes are always a fucking disaster. Um, Excuse me. Note the C5 was a pain in the ass first year. The C6 with the LS2 was a, you know, it was a hodgepodge between the C5 and C6. That was a disaster. C7 literally broke on us with Chris Harris driving, and I had to limp it back from fucking Chuck Walla Raceway to L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want the first time they do a mid-engine car. Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't want the first year. But the second year is supposed to get the new motor anyway, which is a dual overhead cam motor. Okay. So, Interesting. Yes. Well, uh, as I okay, enough news. I have that written, so I had to say it like that. Oh, okay. And we're moving from news to questions, and then we can do our shit after the questions. So I'm changing the order here. Wow, changing the order. Adventurous, Jeff. right? Um, now, uh, Patreon first, as always. They're better than the rest of you. Eric Apex Hero Fleming. I recently visited the Lane Motor Museum in Nashville and enjoyed seeing a lot of French and European cars on display. Can you think of any other road trip worthy locations beside the Peterson most may not know of? Yes. Also, it's a little known fact that French is part of Europe. That's true. That's a very good <laughs> France point. France is part of I, Europe. You, I right. said French. I'm equally dumb. Um, yeah, what the hell is the one I'm thinking of in Oxnard? The uh, uh, the fuck it's uh it's Art Deco, it's very French, um it's a, the cars will blow your goddamn mind. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, uh it's because it's in Oxnard and we don't go there very often. Hold on, I can't. I've been there. I was there the opening fucking night. Uh, the Mullen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Mullen, the Mullen Museum. Peter Mullen Museum. Um, it's like vintage Bugattis and um Talbots and just craziness. Uh, they actually had for a while on display that Bugatti plane that was being built until the guy crashed it yeah. and died like a year or two ago. Um, okay. I saw that plane. I have pictures of the plane. It was a gorgeous thing. A very sad story in the end. Uh, but yes, go to the, the Mullen Museum. It's amazing. Um, and there's tons of other ones. There's an amazing car museum in Reno. I think it's the Harris Collection. Yes. That is an shockingly good and car there's collection. actually a few decent collections in vegas too yeah there's yeah they're fun to look at um the main one is the one that's in the museum in the mandarin no not the mandarin um no i think it is the Mandarin. no it's not the mandarin because the, the mandarin is a crazy nice hotel that definitely does no, no, not. no it's 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 an older one that's got an oriental theme yeah, i do the, remember yeah. that that's why we're confusing it right um uh so and then where else is there um lemay is supposed to be awesome um, kind of fun is the one outside of Chicago uh, that has a bunch of movie cars. The Let Ditka? Me, what is it? The Ditka. No, not the Ditka. <laughs> um, I'm trying to look it up right now. It's uh, You always see it advertised. The Volo. The Volo Auto Museum has uh, some really cool movie cars and then a, a bunch of muscle cars. And some of the stuff is for sale. So that one's cool, too. Um, so there you go. Just do those ones that we said and be happy. 
Dan Mosqueda, why do you think so many people ask hypothetical questions such as you have $50, would you buy an Enzo 919 race car or a Grendlam? I find them boring and not re- really useful. By the way, all of the above Patreon questions are excellent. Uh, I actually love the hypothetical questions. They're just tough when we don't prepare for them because we do not prepare for questions. I actually really do like the hypotheticals because occasionally, like most of the time, they're just fun and then occasionally they're really good. Yeah, it's it's a fun exercise every right. now and then, but uh, I get where his frustration comes from too. Yeah, right, because they're so. just uh, very all over the place sometimes, like, but occasionally they're very good. Like throw some random ones at us too. Not right. even necessarily like if it was this much and this much, how much you know? If you had to pack a car full of one kind of animal to meet a Guinness World Record, what would it be? <laughs> right, mine yeah. weasels. There you go. Yeah, um, garden snakes. Uh, the Advocate, this question comes after seeing Atomic Blonde twice. Strongly recommend as there are awesome cars in the movie and it's all around great flick. Let's take an 80s pop song like I Ran by A Flock of Seagulls or Major Tom by Peter Schilling. You have your song, your favorite road to drive fast ever, the best stereo you can possibly have in a single 80s sports car, regardless of whether it came with a radio or not, to drive as fast as possible on this road. Which car do you want to take? And more, moreover, which 80s outfit do you want to fit the bill entirely? Also, I like the Hoon Life hypothetical question from last week. I think it should become a regular segment. So this is a great question. It'd be great if we had Brad Brownell on the podcast because he's one of the creators of Radwood, which is perfect for this question. Uh, I think I got one for you. Okay. I think I want a 993 Turbo in flat black driving around with Blue Monday playing constantly. Because <laughs> I'm just going to do my best German, my best 1980s dour German impression. Uh, you cannot drive that car because the 993 Turbo is 1993 to 1998. Oh, fuck. So you want a 930. I want a 930. Uh, I, I always confuse my older Porsche numbers. <laughs> so you're welcome, Bradley. For once, I got something right about Porsche. Um, so you have to pick. So take a 930 Turbo. There you I, go. I want whatever. Blue Monday is fine. Yes. Uh, and I, I don't know. So just dress like. If you're going to have to dress as something, I think maybe you just dress as like Peter Murphy from Bauhaus just to complete the the set there of just dour German fucking 1980s. Uh, I am going to take a 959 because I'm smarter than you here with the Porsche cars, but I am going to take the Porsche. Uh, and I'm going to do a, like a Dakar spec one so I can take it anywhere. I'm going to take it on some, you know, just wicked off road course mm-hmm. and big jumps as if it were a Raptor. Um, and what 80s song would I be just fucking blasting? Just, um, that's a tougher question just cause I mean, it could be anything, and uh, it could be like 99 red balloons, and I'd be... That's once again German. Right, exactly. Uh, and I would have... Hypercolor, is that 90s? Hypercolor shirts are 90s, right? Yes. So, can't yes, be those that. were our childhood. Right. I would, I would just dress up like one of the lead characters Although from... Although that doesn't uh, mean much, because we were alive in the 80s, too. I would, I would dress up like one of the characters from... Um, um, Mr. Uh, no, I was going to say Mr. E. You should just thinking of E.T. You, you should just, but I was thinking of Mr. T, which I'm wrong. I'm thinking of E.T. So like some kind of uh, overalls that or, are corduroy. or just dresses David Bowie in Labyrinth. That would be impressive. <laughs> so there you go. Nine five. It'd be nine. ridiculous. Uh, 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 what was it? Well, nine it has five. To be ridiculous. Nine, nine five nine. nine yeah. With ninety nine lift. Yeah, ninety nine. They probably listened to that as they put those cars together. Dressing Marshall Cash. Okay. What do you think about the new Mazda announcement about Skyactiv X gas engines with compression ignition? See earlier. Yes. 
The Advocate. Why does a shipment travel by car, but cargo travels by ship? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Huh. Why do you park in the driveway and drive on the parkway? Jason Dar, what are the top five most underappreciated cars of the last few years? Cars that are quietly performance-oriented or highly capable, but nobody buys or vouches for as enthusiast cars. Mazda uh, 323. I don't think the GTO got the respect it deserved. I liked the Subaru. Um, what was the Subaru sedan that was like slightly lifted? That thing was cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What the I, fuck I, I were those remember. called? Uh, not the Forester. Yeah, the Forester? No, 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 no. Um, it was like a legit oh, sedan. Oh, yeah, the Forester is not a sedan. Yeah. Uh, was it a Subaru Legacy sedan? Fuck, what was that thing called? I don't remember. It was the Subaru that was a car, but, um, but looked ready to go off-road, and I cannot think of it at all right now. I'm trying to see if I can pop up an image of it to see what the fuck I'm talking about uh, here. I really like the um the fuck what I, I liked was the uh XFR. It did not get much attention because it was just overshadowed by the other stuff, but it was fun. Yeah. It was just a fun burnout machine. That's but I all. wouldn't say that was quietly performance oriented. That was very loud. It was loudly performance yeah. oriented. Um uh, what else was highly capable out there? Um I think shoot. It doesn't really get its due because people don't think of it that way, but a 335 can be a hell of a car. That, the, I would put that on the list. I don't, or the 335D I, I it, because I almost 335D is a better choice. We, the American one is garbage because of the emission stuff they did to it. Just It literally will kill the motor. Yeah. But the Euro ones are fucking And you incredible. can get them as wagons, which is even makes it more under the radar. Yeah. Um, so that's always good. Um, and then like any of the like Volvo... Uh, R variants from yep. back in the day, like a V70R is, mm-hmm. or the S80 back in the day had the engine that if you do, if you search for some of the YouTube videos of people who've done minor exhaust work to Volvo S80 engines, they sound fucking mean. Early 90s Nissan Sentras. Okay. Like SERs and shit? Yes. Okay. Uh, they don't get the, they, they are overshadowed by the Hondas, but they're pretty much every good. And in, like uh, Zs and stuff too, probably. Yeah, yeah. But I mean like those early like SCRs and stuff. Right. They're the boxy easily, ones. Easily not even the even when they got a little rounded like nine, by like 94 or so. All right. Um those were easily as good as the Civics if not better. Nobody ever talks about the Ford Contour SVT anymore. Like it was never like a good-looking car. But yeah. It wasn't bad, but it could do 140 miles an hour in a day yeah. when most cars did not go 140. Oh, I'm trying to think of uh, what was the what was oh the protege what was the performance protege version? Uh, there was no a idea. turbo protege right at the end of its run. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, it was actually an interesting car. Hmm. So there you go. There's a we just picked a few of them. Uh, Dina Honda, what's up, guys? Chris, glad you're not leaving the show. So, what do you guys think is an okay amount to spend on modifying cars? I have three: a 2000 S10, an 01 S2000, and a 2016 GTI. I seem to be neglecting one vehicle at a time. How would you guys spend disposable money in, on your vehicle? I mean, you're always going to be neglecting one of them. That's just don't and put then anything you come back into the S10. It. Don't put anything into the S10. Yeah. You'll never get any returns out of it. That's true. Um, um, it's just a good utility truck. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd lean towards putting the money into the S2000 over the GTI. Yeah, because you want to keep the STI like as your clean daily. Um, but or, yeah, did you I, say STI or GTI? GTI. Okay. Um, even if it was a 2016 STI, it's still like that's your... Daily. Yeah, if it's under warranty, don't fuck with it too much. Right. Um, 
so yeah, I would I would lean towards putting money into the S two thousand. I mean, unless you have some grand vision for the S ten that we don't know about, that I'm, yeah, I'd like a motor swap or something, something crazy. Uh, yeah. Or the have you seen people that do the uh, the electric motor swaps? Uh, yes, actually, I've heard I, of that. I, I that idea really entertains me. If I had a big ass yard and just a giant redneck shed <laughs> to work in, I would totally build one of those. Yeah, yeah, I like that idea. Evie, send it to Evie West. Uh, what is your f- uh, moving to Twitter questions? Brandon Maxwell at bmax three two four two. What is your favorite and least favorite press car you have gotten to date? My favorite press car. Um, I mean, the six seventy five McLaren was pretty good, but I have a soft spot for uh, the Hellcat that I drove my daughter home from the hospital in and the Uricon that brought me there. But that aside, I always have loved the uh, V12 Vantage S Astons. There's something very special get about those. I don't anywhere near as much time with press cars as you do. Right. But the Dynan 1M, I've, I've, ooh, drive, yeah. I've driven a lot of stuff. The Dynan 1M is that was one of the back. Spectacular. Yeah. That was one of the best driver's cars I've ever driven. The Dynan M2 was really, really M good was as better. well, but the 1M... Uh, I think a lot of it came down to the, the steering um, and the manual yeah. gearbox, too. And, and the 1M's a little smaller and a little lighter. But it had the hydraulic steering, whereas the, you know, the M2 switches... Dynan 1M's still between forty-five dollars and $50,000. It's It was so good. Um, least favorite press car. Um, I... Uh, that's a tougher oh um i once drove a and steph schrader would disagree with me but there was a like a base lancer that i drove that was just a fucking miserable car um (laughs) the any of the fiat 500 variants uh, except the, I would disagree with you on the electric. The electric, okay. yeah. The electric's okay because it's purely about practicality and it's dirt cheap. It's also the most fun of them all to drive because it has the low center of gravity and instant yeah. torque, um, and it is dirt cheap. Um, it was that Lancer was probably the worst press car I've ever had. Um, yeah, those are that pretty I can miserable. think of. Uh, even like the Pontiac Solstice Coupe was better. There, indeed, truth be told. There aren't that many super shitty cars anymore. No, I just, I just, and this is like a sh- stupid recent example. I just recorded a video of the Cadillac XT5 for Autobytel, and it's a fine car. It's just, it was like 70 grand, and I would so much rather get any of the European offerings. Like, no, it just didn't do anything for me. Fair enough. Um, but it wasn't bad, but it wasn't good. No, uh... Which is no. funny because the previous iteration of that was about the best in its class. It was up there with the RX. Yeah, the SRX doesn't do shit for me. Like, no. At all. I, I like the SRX. And I much rather have. But then you get to the Escalade, and the Escalade's real nice. The current Escalade's fantastic. Yeah. Um, John at real underscore Scython. I have 65000 to spend in December. GT350 base. Grand Sport or the best Porsche I can afford or something else. It's going to be for two track days a year and under 5,000 miles. So, I mean, you're really getting it. You should use it more than twice a year. What were the first criteria again? He has 65 grand to spend. 65 grand. And he's looking at a GT350 base, a Grand Sport, or the best Porsche I can afford or something else. I mean, you could get like a Cayman and throw tons of shit at it. Um, Well, if you're going to go that route, get a C6 Z06. 
or if you want to be stupid fast, get a ZR1 for like sixty or seventy thousand dollars. Yeah, but but like a a newer Grand Sport would be a better track car. Um, not I don't I don't think I think the ZR1 gonna, will have more power. Um, not a newer Grand Sport than a Z06. It is actually less. Power. No, it's ZR1. The the ZR the last ZR1. Yeah. Versus will have less power than the new Grand Sport. But the Grand Sport will be way better. No, on track. the last ZR1 was 630 horsepower. What does the Grand Sport have? 460. Right. So the Grand Sport is less. I'm saying. Oh, I'm. Yeah. My brain is not working properly. <laughs> I apologize. Right. So the Grand Sport is a much better track machine. Yes. Or the previous gen Z06. The C6 Z06 is a fantastic track car. Yeah. And it's not going to uh, over here. No. Um, the GT350. It will be an amazing track car too. You'll just be sad to find out that like someone it's, in a cheaper. Camaro is going to beat you. The GT350 has not held up as well as people would have hoped to serious track time. Hmm. Um, but uh, if so much so, so that there's an ongoing lawsuit right now over it. Oh, that sucks. Um, but if you want like V8 American muscle, I mean, the Porsche is not going to supply that for you. But if you want to be have an amazing car. track vehicle, a Cayman. Uh, so you can save money over the 911, have a, an extremely capable car, and get a pretty, I think, well-optioned Cayman at 60. Well, a, a very could, nicely optioned Cayman actually, at 65. Actually, the other option that you could do is you could get a you can get like a 997 Carrera S for that money. Yeah, um, and that's definitely. a nice car. Definitely, you might even be able to get a GTS for that. You kind can of get money. a very nice 997 for 65 grand. Oh yeah, the 997 started about a good 997 S starts at about 42. So, so there you go. Yeah. Um, Patrick Montgomery at WP Montgomery. What's the most surprisingly good and bad car you've driven in 2017? Most surprisingly good car. Um, and maybe not most surprisingly, but uh, as someone who's been down on the performance variants of Audi the last few years, everyone I've driven that new has come out has just been better and better. Um, I used to say that the last gen S4 was disappointing relative to the competition it just became kind of like a moderately improved you know sporty sedan and i i literally drove the new s4 here tonight but i've already driven it anyway yeah every s and then rs variant has just been so good the cars are so damn good now um they're really impressive there isn't a bad car anymore though so on the flip side there i haven't driven a bad car from a major um, manufacturer. Um, was there anything that you were hoping was going to be a lot better than than it was? Um, I guess, was there anything that let down your expectations? That's what I'm saying. Uh, on the most, I feel bad even saying this because of how much I love the cars. It like it's It's a really good car. It's just the V12 and the DB11 does not sound as good as the older one. No. But that's like an extreme example. Like the car's not bad. In fact, it's greatly improved. I just missed some of the noise. So there you go. That's like a real douchey answer. Uh, pretentious. Steven Spawn at SPA Spawn with three ends. I have one day in LA to drive Canyon Roads. What car should I rent from Turo to drive Angeles Forest? Uh, there's usually a lot of like BMW coupes out there. So that's probably a good choice. 
Yeah. Um, like that won't be as expensive as like something crazy. Uh, yeah, if you can get a convertible get Corvette, maybe go that route. I think that they're going to charge a premium for that because it's looked as like a fun California car, if you right. will. Same thing with pretty much. You, you might find a Miata. Yeah, Miata would be great. And the other thing is, if you're not used to driving stuff like that, don't get something that's crazy fast. That's what I was going to say. Like, a, like I feel like there's a lot of BMW 435s out there. So, like, traction control, yeah. not too powerful, but powerful enough to have fun. Um, also, look good around LA, comfortable car. I mean, if it's in your price range, maybe a 435. Yeah, that, and this comes from someone who fucking hates BMW. So, <laughs> yeah, but the BMW, it's 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 an okay car. That's the yeah, thing. It's right. an all arounder. Right. Um, John again from at Real Cython, uh would also prefer to go new to support. Oh, this was about the um, sixty five thousand dollar track car question. Okay. Would also prefer to go new to support production of manual trans and sporty cars. So he would prefer to go new. So that kind of hurts the C six argument. Uh, yeah. Well, you're not going to get into a Porsche for that money, really. Well, the Cayman. The Cayman works still. You're going to get a pretty stripped out Cayman at I that, I think they started at 55, though. So you can, you can put 10 very quickly, put 10,000 of options. But a stripper Cayman is a better Cayman anyway, to be totally honest. You, well, I wouldn't want to get anything less than the S, though. Sure. And I have no idea where those start. Um, you're probably looking at 70 grand or so for an S with like a handful of options. I'm like going to look it up because I want to know what a base Cayman S is because now I'm curious. Enter computer. Uh, 67.7. So 70 grand. You're right there. And then add your taxes on. You're yep. going to be pushing it, but it's a nice car. Yeah. Um, so that's tough. So you should maybe look at certified pre-owned. Uh, at Tamerlane Blog, could an autonomous car with current tech and no speed limiter break Alex Roy 144's cross-country record? No, not with current tech. The speed of the car was not the limiting factor. It, it's that M5 that he drove was a 400 horsepower car. Yeah, it's it's not slow, and he was not maxed out the entire time. It's it's logistics and and being safe and being aware of police presence and safe is in quotes because he was safe but as safe 